Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the sunny path of life. Recording that I'm living in a dark. Sorry, I don't remember the name of the town, but it was supposed to be a monastery. Well, there is a monastery there, but which turned out to be closed. So I'm giving you that clue, and it's not on the title of the podcast. It will show at the beginning city or village in this case town i guess town yeah town is more right <clears throat> so i'm in the dark well with a full moon and i think uh, what looks like a clear sky so through the trees and the branches and in the leaves <clears throat> the moon shine a light I think I'm going to be looking at more of those days, obviously, since uh, fallback is not going to hit me until I am more than likely done walking. I was unable to stay where I wanted to yesterday because uh, the monastery closed. Yeah, it's closed for a year now, I guess, basically because of the COVID and because of the age months, which which makes sense. Not a gamble, maybe worth doing. <coughs> Sorry. Again, I want to apologize. I was uh, listening to uh, my podcast yesterday to check on a, on a car sound and to see if my voice was making it above it. And I think it's okay. And I realize all the... <laughs> and I don't know what that's about. Where there is so much of that going on when I'm moving. I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, started with a headlamp. Uh, very early, you know, I didn't choose to get it before 5 o'clock. But uh, then again, by 9, I was turning the lights out. Last night, tired, didn't take a nap, and you know, 37k is a good. Uh, it's a good day. <laughs> it's a good day. So that's a that's a good chunk of time. Uh, almost nine hours walking. So, and uh, I also realized it may not be a bad idea. Uh, oh my goodness, it looks cool. To to do more of that. Because sometimes a nap give me a, refreshes me, and then I, you know I don't go to bed until eleven or sometimes later. Anywho, so I am here in, but like I said, we're not complete darkness because of the moon. But uh, started with a headlamp, and then I am on this trail now, uh, which is a new variant on the Camino of the North. And this one, from this albergue to the next one, is 32 kilometers, which means a few things. A lot of people are not going to go on that. Uh, I would dare to say most people don't don't cover 30 plus kilometers in one day. Nothing wrong with that. So less traffic. Obviously, where we are now, you know, bordering in, in October, less traffic. In fact, that 
the reason actually why I'm taking this variant is because of Thea. She mentioned that albergue, you know, uh, that would be a nice one to go to. And I was like, okay. Uh, she gave me four the, uh, during this trip all the way to Giron. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll plan my trip around that because those can be nice experiences, encounters and, and the likes. And those, of course, are outside of the normal stages. So the kind of people you may meet, you know, are going to be maybe maybe further away from the mainstream and closer to the fringes, which to me is interesting. And the last but not least, yeah, it looks like, uh, yeah, Don is breaking. Uh, yeah, not too much darkness. Maybe the first 20 minutes was in darkness. And last but not least, that means that on this trail this morning, I'm more than likely looking at four hours without seeing a single soul. At least three, I would say pretty confidently. Unless you have a crazy jihad warrior that's starting at four o'clock in the morning on the path, which I really think is unlikely. So I started this morning with a headlamp and then I was on a trail and I was like, okay, even though I'm in a forest and the moon is only kind of breaking through once in a blue moon, <laughs> pun intended, I think I can see the trail in the dark. You know, obviously the trail stands out. It's not covered in, uh, in ferns like it is on the side and grasses. It's uh, kind of like a, some kind of a graveling, uh, however it was done. So it's of a lighter color. So it's not big, it's not huge, the difference, but there is there is a difference, there is a nuance. And fair enough, I could, uh, oh my goodness, I'm going to a road already. Okay, you have to forgive me. I have to look at my map to see what's going on. This trail is, uh, okay, why are you not? Oh my goodness, so I'm actually going to be on the road. Oh, well, that's going to be interesting. That was a quick one. I wasn't expected that to be... Okay. All right, so I'm going to be on the... It looks like a county road. Anywho, a little working traffic, but it shouldn't be too bad. And so, enjoyed uh, a little walk in the dark. Reminds me of... Uh, Reba, a friend from Texas, and uh, I had a gift for her, a Christmas gift of uh, this, shall we say, different nature. So I think it was December, you know, which in Texas, where we were in Kerrville, can be pretty decent. And uh, I was offering her an experience, so I would blindfold her, pick her up from her apartment, blindfold her blindfold her, slow down, and then take her somewhere to have an experience. So I ended up taking her to the Shriner uh, City Park. Actually, it's, it was a city park. It used to be a state park. Still blindfolded. Uh, took her in a car, drove around a few things to, to get her confused so she wouldn't know where she was. 
took him to the parking lot and on the trail. And then for a while on the trail, until we were out of sight of any sign of uh, so-called civilization, I, uh, I unfolded her. And uh, I think we were bare feet. Anywho, and then uh, walking in the dark. And I uh, don't remember all of that happened. I know that <laughs> she got uh, she got pissed at one time, which was very interesting because if she knew Riva, she's a pretty gentle person. But there was something. I think it had to do with a loss of control. And of course, obviously, that she, she had a strong personality. Some people may have cried or feel sad, and some get angry. And uh, she actually threw a rock at me, which was hilarious. It was so out of character for her. It was adorable. Uh, I thought it was. Anywho. And just being in the dark, walking in the dark, somehow brought that uh, memory to mind. <laughs> Sorry. Well, since I brought her in, let me talk a little bit about Riba. Who is Riba Widner? So in 2013, uh, April 7, if I'm not mistaken, Glenda and I embarked on a macrobiotic journey. Macrobiotic is an Eastern from Japan. Uh, it's, a, it's really more than a diet, it's a philosophy, but it's, it's a philosophy around the diet, also political and other things, but on the diet side, uh, mostly focused on plant, no meat, uh, no dairy, fish very rarely, and uh, no sugar, so no refined food, whole food, organic, just high quality. Uh, in the US, I think it was in the 60s, uh, with Kushi. Uh, I'm not going to hear that with the name. That's crazy. Anyway, so we went to the Cushy Institute, which was in Beckett, Massachusetts, which is no more since, uh, since a while back. And so we embark on a journey, which definitely which changed both of us. We became uh, basically pescatarian once we arrived there. So we had our first... Uh, <laughs> I had my first uh, carnivorous meal in Arkansas. Uh, oh my goodness, I don't remember the town. He was a, a Buddhist monk who was a waiter. And I had a, a free-range organic uh, lamb burger. And because at the time we were only eating free-range grass-fed type animal, if not, no animal. And so that was the last uh, carnivorous meal. Very enjoyable. And uh, we spent six months at the, in Beckett, Massachusetts, which is a beautiful, beautiful part of the country, the southwestern, the Be Berkshire's mountain. Anyway, and you have some area uh, like Lenox, like uh, Berkshire, actually. Anyway, so very touristy, very quaint, very pretty. Anyway, just a very nice time we had there. And this amazing experience with food, I, from April until September, <clears throat> I was in the kitchen, and then Glenda did various things. She was in the kitchen and did various uh, 
functions as a volunteer pretty much wherever she was needed very flexible and i pretty much was in the kitchen and uh, and then we took a master course there's one of four which was the first one and then we we went back home and i had a clear vision of what i wanted to do and somehow glenda i don't know if it was facebook or what since i don't do facebook uh she got in touch with riba and riba for a different reason she was really sick she spent a lot of money with uh with the medical community for a condition and then nothing worked it just wasn't getting any better it really got bad and then you get to a place to where she changed her life she was a teenage coach very competitive she's a uh a piano player <coughs> which she studied at university i would say somebody more than likely steeped in a, a type a personality and uh And so we met, we talked, and uh, what happened to her is that she went to this place in Austin where they teach uh, Ayurvedic, raw food, and macrobiotic. And somehow she got hooked on macrobiotic, and voila, her condition went into remission, and she had no problem anymore. So she had a, a lot of feelings, you know, relief, happiness, sadness, and then anger because of this medical system which uh, had not been able to do but just a simple change in a diet so she was becoming an evangelist <clears throat> sorry and uh, so a great friendship became began and uh, and we were involved on and off uh, professionally as well you know when I gave lectures she came to some of those I went to some of hers uh, I used to do uh, educational lunches and then uh, she would come to those help me on some logistic because I was delivering meal as well so there was there were a lot of things happening anywho uh, she did the house sitting for us while we were gone I guess to the beach, I think, Linda and I. Anywho, anyway, just a just a sweet gal, very nice, and also developing a network. She got a, she became a massage therapist, did cranial therapy. Uh, some things maybe a little too new agey for me, but uh, yeah. So she was also having a network in in town, so. Something looked very interesting, like there could be potential of a growth or association. And of course, that was in 2013 when I came back from the Kushi, and in 2015 when my, my endeavor, my business enterprise, I kind of folded it. Oh, maybe even before, because yeah, then I did private chefing for some uh, sick people in Midland and in Houston. So anyway, so uh, tall, tall uh, of German descent, Widner, uh, growing up on a farm with brothers, half woman, uh, a pretty woman, a pretty woman, and uh, 
we had uh, we had some very 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 nice intense conversation so in that regard she was a dear friend but the relationship did not uh, survive the distance so once i moved away they were once in a blue moon a phone call phone call but and i saw her uh, why did i I saw her once more, and she was half sitting in Fredericksburg anyway. But a very interesting gal, I really enjoyed her. And why am I telling you all of that about Riva? Yes, I remember, I remember the 5th of November. Because of my Christmas gift to her of taking her into a wood and then giving her the different experience where, you know, we were bare feet, she was blindfolded and walking in the woods. So, you know, you feel things completely different. You don't walk the same way. You are slower, and then through your feet, you feel so much. Anyway, it was a very powerful, what I would call, sensor experience. And I only did it because it just came up, which is weird. It was a very weird thing. It's, uh, it just came up, and I just offered it to her. That's something about me from time to time doing or saying what I'm feeling. At the time, like a teen from the Netherlands on the Camino, when I was like, I see a girl. As she was explaining a boredom about things that she would get into them, and after a couple of weeks, drop and do something else. And the way she was uh, <clears throat> mimicking it as she was talking about it, I just saw a girl. I just just felt like there was this this child that could not do what her as a child wanted to do, and that's something she was fulfilling now, which is very interesting. Yes, I know. I'm going there too, because for me, who knows? You know what am I doing now? Here, here I am walking, you know, to where? It's, you know, it is not constructive in a material, in a, in a regular sense, you know. I am not maintaining or building a career. I am not earning an income. I don't have insurance. I don't have retirement. Every day my account is shrinking. So it's like, then what is it? <clears throat> Where is the inspiration coming from? You know, what is so interesting or fascinating about freaking walking? Why is Anthony happy walking, even when he's not having a great time? I don't know, you know? It's like I'm uh, I'm living... Uh, with a stranger. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think that might be my turn. Dawn is breaking, but... Uh, and again, there are no signs. Basically, it's not like the... It's poorly signed. There's no signs. But the Camino Northland Reverse, which, of course, I would... I think, more than likely, is a less... Uh, less traveled... Uh, Camino 
the other way around than the one to Fatima or the one to Lisbon. That's my guess. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure here. Okay, so very close to the junction, but not quite yet. So thank God for the for the app and for the GPS. If not, no, I guess there would have to be a way. Well, it would be possible. I would have to use a map, and there would have to be a lot of planning. So the way it is right now. You know, I may know that afternoon or that evening what I'll be doing the next day, or I will have options. In this case, I kind of know where I'm headed, where I'm heading, not where I'm headed. I kind of know it because of the albergue. Uh, but normally, I give myself, you know, uh, two to four options with different distances. And in the morning, I see how it goes. That being said, where I stayed yesterday, or where I stayed well, all the way to today, uh, they are full today, as of yesterday. And they had only private uh, lodging, which are about uh, almost three times per person, more, maybe even more, some of them. So, not the end of the world either. I guess in terms of well then you could still not do a reservation and maybe find a place but even some of those places are being filled and I know that because I was uh, practicing Duolingo when the owner answered a call and sold one of those rooms for 60 euros for two pilgrims so anyhow but uh, yeah why am I walking? Why is this thing... You know, I guess, does it matter? Does a, I mean, does a, does a why matter? The fact... Hold on for the car. I don't think it's too noisy, but... Nothing wrong with just posing from time to time. But what, uh, you know, maybe the why is not as important as, you know, what I'm feeling or the quality of the experience of my being at the time. Ooh, side note. It's actually, yeah, it is chilly. My hands are getting cold. So... Yeah, I think I'm going to be looking at some uh, colder mornings. Uh, <clears throat> on this Camino for, for uh, the foreseeable features. And the temperatures are dropping in the next few days with some good chances of rain. So, some fun days await me. But that's okay. I can layer up waterproof myself so I'm okay I'm okay but anyway back to this interesting thing about what get what get me to do that actually no 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 I go back to the same silly stuff just that would I want to be anywhere else no 
And I don't know if there are other ways to gauge, you know, one's life in terms of uh, uh, my goodness, uh, in terms of uh, weighing, you know, the pros and the cons, like, you know. But it's, I'm in a good place. I really feel like I'm in a good place. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm carrying my shit. You know, there is a, there is still the, a lot of things that I'm carrying with me, social awkwardness, and uh, although, you know, yeah, I guess some of that is not true. It just depends on the people. And some are just to feel different and situation. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, some of my, my controlling, my my judging. I mean. Yeah, it's it's not a sol- it's not a solution. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. The state, the quality of my being, and how good I feel, is not a solution. But it sure can hurt. It sure can't hurt. And uh, so I have that, you know, as I'm heading. Uh, Heading back to the coast, I guess, in the next few days, I will be back by the water, which is what the Camino of the North does, is take you in and out, you know, through mountains and and the coast, which I think is going to be an ideal mix for me. You have to forgive me, I need to make sure that I have not passed my turn. I think, uh, actually, hold on a second. Okay, we'll have to see. I think I'm right about here, actually. It's not, doesn't look like it's going to be clearly marked. But I think I see a trail coming up. There's enough light now. Yeah, I see. Oh, wow, okay. Yesterday I got lost. Uh, I think a couple of times. Uh, One leaving Arthua. Uh, I was doing good, and then, uh, I don't know, I ended up uh, making a detour. Of course, I didn't go back. I just uh, found another way to uh, to hook back up to the trail. Okay. Oh, this one I could actually do, do it both ways, but this little detour gets me out of the road, and I will uh, cover more ground to avoid being by cars. Anywho, so, I think that's a long enough podcast. It is for now. Anyway, friends, another greeting from the Camino. Hope yours is going well as well. Love, peace, and then wishing you a beautiful day. Until we, until we talk again. A little thought entered as I am laying down on the side of the trail uh, underneath what looks like cottonwood and get awakened by some drops of rain. (laughs) Uh, Thinking, and it is rather strange, you know, that even though I am used to a fair chunk of solitude, but that's not quite the same as complete solitude. Even though this time on the Camino I don't listen to music or listen to podcasts or 
There's nothing. The, the telephone actually is only out when I do your, the recording. My podcast, since I really enjoy walking and talking. And to make sure that I'm not getting lost. Which is even more important on this specific Camino. And... Uh, so in some ways you could say I don't really have a direct experience with nature. There are things, other things part of it. There are the actual trail, there are the albergue, the places I get to. I don't know why there was a sense of, uh, yeah, apprehension, I think is right, because it was not anxiety, but an apprehension. Or a sense of, of or maybe a con respecto. In Spanish, you can say that. It's kind of like uh, it has an element of respect and fear, like you're cautious. Yeah, with caution, here we go. You're careful. You're aware that there's something important or something powerful at play. And I think it's undeniable lately that the might of nature <laughs> is making a joke out of us. Out of all those things we hide behind, we stand on, we take cover under. And I don't consider myself like a, a wild person. When I was younger, I looked, when I was a wilderness instructor, I looked at doing some wilderness things, you know, to, to develop some skills. And then I realized, nah. Not for me. I know that the answer is not to be found in nature either. I don't know why I enjoy nature so much. And I do miss it when I'm in a city or surrounded by asphalt and high rises. But... Um, And I think there was a sense of wonderment, possibly, as I was awakened by those uh, isolated drops. The sun is about to break through. That's to give you an idea about how, how isolated they were. It was very nice, actually. It really <laughs> caught me off guard. It did rain a little bit earlier on, you know, enough to warrant me putting my rain jacket. Oh my goodness, the sun is out. But uh, and also realizing today it's been a month since I left Ferrol and embarked on this uh, on this hike, which, if nature and my body permits it, also my mind will t will uh, will take place until November. When exactly, I don't know, but that doesn't matter. It's a long way away. Long ways away. Long ways from me. Mm, the sun is shining, which means I'm going to have to take off my jacket. Which is fine, since I'm laying down. <coughs> oh, sorry. I think also what's changed, and so not only the weather, it's cooler, you know, it's darker. Uh, the part of, this part of Spain definitely makes me think of France. 
So it's not as deserty like when you go Extremadura or part of Castilla Leon and definitely Andalusia. So it's lush. And then also this was the first day when uh, I had uh, I met not one person for hours. In the last two days it was like a horde, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that you cross paths with. And I think that sense of solitude is settling itself. I have started not uh, responding to people on Camino. Of course I wave and I give a nice big smile. But uh, getting a little tired of words. Maybe going to take a vacation. I'm not going to say I'm going to go into silence or not. You just never know. So I'll be I'll be open and flexible. The thought occurred to me that, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll interact with somebody if a person asks me something interesting. If not, the same old, same old. It's I'm not that interested right now. And who knows? Maybe it's just a little phase that I'm going through. Sometimes I do have a tendency to take things a little seriously. To take myself seriously. That also is a long road ahead of me. But that's okay. I could have been dead by now, yeah? So I'm still alive, so that's a plus. So we'll see where that takes us. And now I have a little quiz for you. After the little jingle, you're going to be hearing some sound. And then I will give you a pose, see if I can find a transitional drum roll of some sort. And then I will uh, deliver the answer. And I'm curious to see if some of you might guess, might guess accurately what that sound is. Anyway, on that note, I will leave you and uh, wish you a beautiful fall day. <laughs>